Welcome to the Cook Collective Podcast. I'm Brandon, and here along with my cousin Adam, we're here to speak about our life experiences and growth through plant medicines, meditation, exercise, diet, and how it all plays a vital role in our relationships and everyday lives. We have Ryan Reyes back on the podcast today. Really stoked on this episode. Uh, it's part one of a two-part episode, and uh, Ryan had his first ayahuasca ceremony, and we had to have him back in. Really cool. He said that uh, he saw during his ceremony that he should come back in and talk about it. Pretty freaking cool. Um, I knew him and Brandon were going to hit it off. I told Ryan, I said, you and Brandon are probably going to be best friends forever, which is, I think it's true now. Uh, we talk about love. We talk about consciousness. What are they? Um, and uh, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So please, without further ado, welcome Ryan Reyes. Welcome back, Ryan. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. I uh, want to start it off with a little bit of chanting. I'll give you a little minute. Let's, Let's do, do it. This. All right. Let's turn this mic. Jay Haruman. Hey, that was wonderful. Wow. 
Thanks for Nice. Just starting it off with that, man. Setting the vibe. Yeah. Need that every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, what's up, guys? That was cool. <laughs> I feel Thank nice. you. Yeah, coming back to reality. I need more mm. of that in my life. Yeah. Lately. I've been... Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. I've been definitely uh, more consumed with just other things in life than my spiritual path lately and I definitely am grateful to have you guys here today. Oh, I echo mm. that 100% for myself too. I feel you guys. You know, the ebb and flow is necessary though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta come in and out. Helps you appreciate it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about doing another ayahuasca ceremony, a three-day. You know, there's one I know about with a three-day with a sweat lodge on the second day mm -hmm. also. And, uh, I think, think I'm ready again to go do some hard work. I think I'm ready for, to do uh, I, Iboga mm. also. I did, uh, from what I've heard, the Iboga ceremony is much different from Ibogaine. Mm. And mm. Uh, I think I want to experience that. Yeah. So maybe after, you know, later this year or early next, kind of ramp, ramping up. It's been so consumed with business and life and things that I feel like that I'm building a foundation right now that I can live on top of for the, the next 30, 40 years. So mm. it doesn't hurt to break your back for a little while. For sure. You got to be human for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to dig, dig ditches yeah. in, in, in order to get your foundation set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was having that moment where I was kind of beating myself up a little bit the other day of like, oh man, I was doing so good for so long where I was like up early every day, like meditating every day. Like I still do yoga every day, but I felt so much more peaceful and like feeling like I fell off the path or something. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me where I'm like, oh, I know this is all part of the path. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like it, just that realization there. I was like, oh, there's a great enlightenment moment, you know, mm -hmm. even though maybe in my in my mind, in my uh, habit of eating Ben and Jerry's in bed while smoking a joint and drinking some whiskey isn't like <laughs> the most healthy thing at the moment. <laughs> you know? It's needed. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all part of the path. It's necessary, yeah. you know. It is part of the path. It's hard to see sometimes, but you know, you gotta you gotta be human. Yeah, you gotta yeah. take the curriculum. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had I had a, some nice whiskey and a cigar the other day by the pool. Yeah. Out, out there, and I was like, this is this is nice. Actually, okay. I had a cigar last night, and it fucked me up today. My nose is just... I always forget, like, oh, yeah, like, tobacco just does not sit well with me, but mm. I love the taste of a cigar. I haven't had one in years. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I don't think I've had one in, like, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's... I don't know. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is smoking mapachos all the time around me. Oh, yeah. And I, I haven't even indulged. We got a bunch of those here. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Kat's got a bunch of them. Oh, for, for, for ceremony? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um... Well, you've since we've last spoke, you've you've uh, had quite an experience, huh? Oh yeah. You went that day and got a tattoo that is unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, uh, and then uh, you got into your first ayahuasca ceremony, correct? Yeah, I've been on quite a journey. Uh, yeah, but that day I went and got Hanuman blast blasted on my whole chest just to keep me safe. And uh, in between that and my ayahuasca ceremony was maybe, I don't know, like two or three months after that, but definitely feeling my shadow, doing a lot of shadow work, just like I have a, quite a free schedule since uh, 
stepping away from my corporate sponsors yeah. and just kind of sitting with myself, letting my body heal, letting my mind heal. But I have been like really engulfed with the shadow before the Aya ceremony, and I feel like it was super necessary mm. to, you know, you got to, the only way out is through, and I have a lot of shadow. And I, I, I feel like it's easy to think that you have everything healed and everything together and I maybe I feel like I had a little bit of a little bit of a arrogance for the lack of a better term about like where I was in my healing but I getting this tattoo with of Hanuman has definitely like made me feel the responsibility of my devotion to love and like where I'm at in my life and really taming my inner emotions and uh it's brought me for a ride and then my old grandma Aya kind of put me back together it's feeling hmm. real nice lately <laughs> mm. that's a powerful c- combination because you know for for people who don't know like the the story of hanuman what is what does hanuman mean to you and like carrying now the like that devotion to hanuman on your body i i uh like it comes with so much responsibility having this guy on my whole chest like if i have my shirt off i'm pretty much a billboard for hanuman <laughs> yeah uh and uh yeah it's just about you know devoting myself completely to love like being all right with things that as they happen and like taming my myself enough to not be annoyed and mad and that's really like the the true reason i got it is just to keep me in line cuz i feel like i've always felt like this I'm like kind of like a peacekeeper, but like a warrior in a way, and I kind of resonate with Hanuman mm. like really deeply. And uh, I got the I got him ripping open that heart cave just to keep me devoted. Yeah, and yeah, it's been really, really uh, life changing to be honest. To get this tattoo, it's like really feel like this thing radiating love and like keeping me like in check. It's been nice. Oh man, that's beautiful. <laughs> what? That's great, man. What exactly does the ripping open of the chest symbolize? So, like, he gets offered mala, like the beads to prayer beads, but he goes, "I don't need prayer beads. I got God in my chest." So he rips open his chest to show Sita and Ram right there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got it. He doesn't need anything. He's he's devoted fully. He's the epitome of, you know, devoting yourself to God. Yeah. I don't. I don't know a lot about it because I mean, because the it comes from the Ramayana, right? Mm. Hanuman, and I haven't finished reading the whole thing. It's a it's a pretty thick book. Um, There's a cool children's movie on YouTube. Is you it really? Watch. Yeah, that's a nice little character. <laughs> that's what's great. Indian TV. There's so many like variations, like made for TV movies and like shows of that. Yeah. I'm like, I should just watch that and just to get like this. It's digestible digest. for sure. I, that's how I'm sharing. With my wife, the stories. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. That's, cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Because to me, it's always like his thing is like devotion and service mm-hmm. to God, yeah. therefore to humanity, but like to Rom, mm-hmm. you know, to God. Oh, man. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll get you started. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're podcasting. <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> but yeah, beautiful stuff. Lots of responsibility. I, and I, uh, Every time I would take a real high dose of something, I like, I like, I'm hesitant to ever mention these things I keep getting told, but it's like, I'm always feeling like I'm being told I'm like 
I'm like a Jesus or something like that. But it also comes with the lesson that it's everyone. But everyone is mm-hmm. te- everyone has like a different timeline to tap into it. And I keep getting pushed into this. Like, be I'm responsible for just being a light and helping people stay devoted to love. Not necessarily positive, but everything's all right. And I'm kind of here like as a pillar of peace, which is a lot of responsibility. And it's kind of yeah. scary to like, but it just keeps getting drilled into me. So, you know, I'll yeah. take it. I'm trying. Right. It's like you, ha- you have to listen. But there's a, a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of conflict that can come with that. One is like, yeah, that, that weight and that responsibility of like this thing that is now bigger than you that you need to be in service of. And then two, getting over the ego of like allowing yourself to be like, okay, I am Christ. Yeah. Christ is in me. I'm whatever that love entity is. Like there's like the thing in our ego of like stepping into a leadership role of whatever that may be for you of Mm -hmm. like being like trying to be humble, but true being truly humble would be being in service through that. Not like telling yourself like, Oh no, you know, that sounds crazy to say. uh, There's uh, a Christ in me. It reminds me of the story. I don't know. It's fully the story of Ramdas's brother, but I know that he was kind of mentally unstable and like thought he was straight up Jesus. But I, there's a good quote where he was, like, talking to Ramdas. He's like, you you think you're Jesus? Like, why does no one think you're crazy? He goes, yeah, but I think everybody's Jesus, too. But I think <laughs> yeah. that's a big part of that's it. That's a big part of it. <laughs> when you think you're the only one, you're like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Let's take another look. <laughs> so good. How, how are we really going to know when Jesus comes back? Everyone's going to call him crazy. Oh, man. And history tells. I mean, to me, that's like when you look <laughs> Someone's at... Someone's going to say... Right? There, recently, there was this this guy in the news in Russia or something that said he was Jesus, and Kat was talking about it. I'm all, well, how do we know he's not? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. when he comes yeah. back, he's going to say, I'm Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, only history will tell, right? Like, there's, a, there's a Vice documentary about a guy. I might be the same guy. Maybe. who has like followers. and like He's fully doing the whole Jesus thing in the Middle East somewhere or something. I, don't, I can't remember the... But Maybe. it might be the same guy. Maybe. Maybe there's a couple Jesus. Right? Yeah. You guys should get Jesus on here. (laughs) (laughs) Put him on the pool. (laughs) See what happens. All right. It's a real test. Walk on that. (laughs) We need you to do yoga on the pool. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's the trip when you like read these like holy texts, right? With like the prophets and stuff. It's like only history was able to tell that. It wasn't like that was written the day after. And they're like, oh, yeah. That Mm -hmm. was Jesus. I was like, oh, yeah, that was. No one believed it. Yeah. I know. You know, I mean, unfortunately, it took, I guess, a lot of people making people believe, but. Yeah, you know, it's a humans like conflict. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your your bravery in your uh, in your spiritual journey really stands out to me because I know how I know how skateboarding is, and I know what your peers are like. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a rough crowd. Mm. It's not an easy place. You can't like his ability to just put these people out of his head and take and stay on his own course is exceptional. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's motivating. (laughs) I think of people still, if I want to do something that's kind of off the beaten path, I still have those people that go through my mind. I'm like, well, what would so-and-so think about it? But it doesn't matter, but I still think about it. Yeah. I, yeah. Skateboarding is a beautiful community, but it also is like super toxic and like dogmatic and like the way that everyone thinks. Yeah. I, uh, as I definitely get a lot of funny messages and, and my friends, my old best friends, people I grew up with think I'm like a a crazy person now, but you know, I kind of, I read this thing lately or recently that I was like thinking like every time I like meet up with a 
old family member or friend, they like project their past image on me. And like humans are pattern animals and they find comfort in knowing how, knowing to predict things. And the definition of anxiety is the uncertainty of your future. Mm -hmm. So when they like, I feel like they, they don't know what I'm talking about. They don't know where I'm at. They make assumptions based on other things that like if I'm talking about Jesus or something like that, they'll like make assumptions about based on like angry Christians or like mm. some sort of like idea that they have preconceived notion. They're not really there in the moment, like seeing like, oh, this is a story that helped me whether or not, however you want to take it, you can take it however you want, you know. But I, I try and know that those projections are like, they're not my responsibility in the sense of like, they're not like, I don't need to take them on and like them being like, I don't want to talk, like, like I'm better than anyone or anything, but like kind of like scared and confused and like trying to make sense of things. It's kind of how we all are, you know? And then and when you haven't learned about something, that's kind of how you make sense of something. So I see that the best I can do is just be kind and authentic and just try to like really follow that path. And that's where like Hanuman comes in uh, as a big inspiration. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, just trying to just be me and shine my light and that's, keep my eyes on my path, but also caring and being compassionate for everyone else. But yeah, skateboarding is, uh, as I as I become different, as uh, people are, I'm not a part of the cool guys anymore, like the cool squad, like uh, all, a lot of old friends don't talk to me anymore. A lot of people unfollowing me, <laughs> but you know, mm -hmm. that's fine with me. I got a new squad. Yeah, that's a lot less judgmental. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's I think that's such an important lesson for so many people out there that are struggling with becoming this new you in whatever form that is, is letting go and not giving a shit about your old crew and, yeah. and not giving a shit about what your old crew, what image your old crew still holds of you. Mm hmm. I think that's a big one. It was a big one for, for me because mm -hmm. people are like, oh, dude, I know who you are. Like, okay, cool, man. Yeah. You knew who I was, you know, and I think that it it really takes so much strength to, to remain that sort of, you know, ex example in that, in that like marble pillar of a person that can just let that shit fucking bounce off of you and just keep on going because not a, that what that's what stops a lot of people it stopped me a, a few times in the past 10, ten years mm. just worried about it stopped me in starting brands it stopped me in a lot, lot of things because i just you know i have i would have that real in my mind of what someone else would say or what someone said to me a long time ago for sure and watching you and your journey you don't let that shit phase you it's awesome uh, it means a lot to me thank you for that yeah dude because there's not m many people in skateboarding that have ever done what you, what you're doing. Uh, like coming the house I come from, like everything I did, I was told I was was bad and stupid and not to do it. So I kind of like went through a boot camp real early on how to like not give a fuck what people think. Mm. Like my stepdad and my mom, everyone's just so I don't know. Just if I try to learn an instrument, they just tell me I suck. I'm like I'm just learning. Like, but or like when I and I got to skate by myself and do it in my own world. And just leave the house and I got to get good at it. And then once I got good at it and like had was in magazines and stuff, they thought it was really cool. But I had to like power through and just block that out when I was younger. So I think that instilled instilled some uh some wisdom in me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much we let that judgment direct our life course. Maybe it's not. I mean, it's all part of like the journey, Mm -hmm. I guess, right? Because I mean, I think, you know, all of us face, I face it a lot still of like, decisions within music or you know whatever of like oh I don't want to portray myself as like this because that may not be cool Mm -hmm. and I'm like who gives a shit if that like feels right to me but how many how quicker how much more quickly would make decisions that are good for us if it was just based off purely our intuition yeah which is like I guess the the point of the whole journey is like just to get more closely in tune with that intuition so the all those things all those voices just stop and you know if you're speaking on like the spiritual path of like realizing I think a lot of people's fears is that you know, a lot of people are going to either think you're crazy or fall out of your life and realizing like, yeah, people are going to fall away from your life. But the important people, the people that like actually are there to like be nourishment for you and healthy for you will stay. Yeah, exactly. You don't, if you're not going to be supportive of whatever the person you're, you love, your friend, whoever it is that's in your life, then, you know, it's your paths aren't on the same in the same realm. Like, yeah, when people aren't on my side, it's like, okay, well, you kind of, uh, you know, you clean yourself out and go on your own path, and I'll whoever's supporting me will stay in my life. Yeah, for you, was it ever a fear of like actual like career moves of like, or was it more of just like scene that could be at risk from like making decisions like like you're talking about like being on the spiritual path or whatever it is? I consciously knew it was gonna ruined my skateboarding career mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, me- it means a lot to me like i as as i like if i like when i left creature who i rode for for 10 years like and i'm leaving other like sponsors like people are just assuming that like things are going really bad for me i keep getting messages like i'm so sorry to hear this mm-hmm. i'm like no man it's great <laughs> man like i'm really really happy uh burn the and, whole fucking thing down huh yeah, because I, I, I only ever wanted to just play with my toy for a job. I didn't want to be popular. And I've, as I've become more on, the more I've taken psychedelics and then the more I've meditated, the more my ego's dissolved and I've learned how to use it rather than let it steer the ship completely. I like have, don't have the desire to show everyone how awesome I am or whatever character I'm being. And that's kind of something you need to be a part of these brands and I, I just, that's dissolving in me and I just kind of am being whatever I am, not this like character. And yeah, it's been nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great. I mean, we were talking about Shiva earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And that whole concept of like letting everything like be destroyed in order for it to like bloom again stronger. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. where I'm such a huge believer in the, like, you got to take a few steps back to like launch forward where it's like, you know, everyone might be saying like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Your career's like yeah, in the shitter. Sure. And you're like, you don't understand. This is the freest I've ever felt. Yeah. And like only good things can come from that. I mean, I was just listening to an interview recently with Dave Chappelle where it's like, everyone mm-hmm. thought he was crazy. Look at him now. You know, it's like only history will tell the the path of like someone's, if we're just talking career, but how do you want to feel in the midst of all that where you're just like, tr- you know, trudging through the trenches of just like shit and you're like, well, my career looks good or yeah. like that you're happy with it, you know, because someone like you, I see it's like, it's like a prime opportunity for a company if, you know, because I could see on the, the marketing side where they're like, well, we got to see, you know, that you fit this thing. It's just like, you just do you and then they just do what they need to do around it that helps support you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that skateboarding is like that. A lot of people have the idea that it's like super open-minded and like uh, welcoming. It's a business. But it, no, it's yet straight up like, still a business. Yeah, it's 
and it's maybe one of the most closed-minded subcultures I've ever been a part of, at least. It's a business based off if you are cool in their eyes or not. Yeah, well, that's also being eliminated through the internet, like with YouTube, and like there's like just people that are just becoming independently popular outside of like Thrasher, who is like the king of everything, and you usually have to go through them to be a relevant skateboarder, but now there's other avenues, so it's cool to see other people shining in other yeah. other things. And like I yeah, I don't know. I have a following, but I just I just don't really care. I'm just gonna just be me and not trying to like think about like having a following or keeping a following or like doing something that people like. I'm just gonna I'm feeling a lot better just being me and being authentic. Like I uh I was a pretty angry atheist for a long time. And super, super, I'm still super science-based, but that also is what brought me to Hinduism, which is like, yeah, they already, they have like everything mapped out already. And if it, I've, I think I said it on the last podcast, it's hard to talk when you're using d different dictionaries. But like one of my favorite things is like translating the things to each yeah. other. And like science has brought me to spirituality, which a lot of people uh get stopped with the dogmatic thoughts of science. Like science is also like getting, turning into a religion that, and I'm just, a, I'm against dogma. I'm like, mm, mm -hmm. if I'm against anything. So, you know, you just kind of ride that wave, baby. Nothing's ever going to be the same. Every day is different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful thing to me of Hinduism is like, it's very methodical in the practices where you say like, well, why are there so many different gods? Why are there so many different stories? There's like a reason for all. It's not just like, oh mm -hmm. God, there's like thousands of gods. It's like, there's a very methodical reason for everything and all the teachings that are in Hinduism. Mm -hmm. And then you look at all the great scientific advancements that came from India before the Western world even had a clue how to do it, like eye surgery even, yeah. you know, like <laughs> hundreds if not thousands of years before we ever did eye surgery and they were doing it over there. You for know, sure. it comes yeah, from yeah. a very scientific, <laughs> methodical mindset. Dude, I need to learn about that. I don't know about the history oh, of crazy. eye surgery. Oh, yeah, mathematics, <laughs> eye surgery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots of advancements that it's like Western world doesn't know about. It's like everything always stems back to India. For sure, I feel yeah. like for as far as technological advancements in throughout history, it's always like, oh, no, India did that like hundreds of years before. Yeah, yeah, the Simpsons did it. Yeah, the Simpsons did it first. <laughs> yeah, things things we're treating with mo modern medicine, Ayurveda's had figured out for thousands of years. Yeah, we straight just, up, we just don't we don't want to look at it. Yeah. They can, the uh, an Ayur Ayurvedic uh, practitioner can can tell everything that's wrong with you by by your pulse and looking at your tongue. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like, like everything, <laughs> and I think. A cool place that psychedelics is playing, like in today's societies, is the connection between science and spirituality, and like the bridge mm. showing it's like no, this isn't actually different. Yeah, we're all just noticing the same shit, and like some people have made sense of us, other stuff, and you've made sense of stuff over here. You got to kind of communicate and like imagine the power. Yeah, the power we can have. <laughs> so it's the, the everything always has to be like on a team, right? Just like either you're religious or you're scientific. And it's like why can't you be both? The classic. You know. Human pattern animals. Yeah, right. right trying right. to make sense of things. Yeah, I mean, even Einstein spoke spoke about a god molecule that, mm -hmm. yeah. that, that he couldn't explain. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's still like, hasn't been explained. You can't explain, you know, our emotions and spiritual connection through laws of physics. Well, so yeah, 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 yeah I get I that. Know, so exactly. you can't explain that through science, it, but like, it's a whole different well, realm. The, the one thing science can't explain and they can't figure out is other than God is love. <laughs> yeah, they can't, why else you have a they, huge endorphin or serotonin they rush? They cannot figure out what it is other than it's just love. Yeah. 
and every single person has it within them somewhere. And you either, and then other times it can be, it can be increased and it can grow deeper. Like it's an emotion that we don't understand, but we all need it and we all live off of it. Yeah. The hard problem of consciousness, why we feel things we feel. And the, the, the easy problems like, okay, this comes from here. Like, or like you feel like this when you touch this part of the brain or something, but like the hard problem, I've been obsessed with the hard problem of consciousness. That's what it's called in, in science. Uh, for the last couple of years, it's just obsessively reading about that. And so wait, what is it? The, the hard what? problem of consciousness. Give that a Google, everyone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like a good di- like digestible book is Conscious by uh, Annika Harris, Sam Harris's wife. She's got a nice okay. picture of like what it's like. But man, there's, there's some really amazing work. Oh man, I'm trying to think of a... My brain's farting on this particular scientist. He... Uh, Someone that works at UCI, fuck, but he has ah, too big of a can of worms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the basis is what, why we feel the things we feel. Yeah, that's whatever. Like the hard problem of consciousness is like, why, why does a person feel like a person? Why does this feel like this? Like, oh, like trying actual to connect. tactile. Yeah, exactly. Or like okay. emotions. Like yeah. why do why do we feel love? What is love? That's all a part of the hard conscious hard problem of consciousness. Yeah, but yeah, uh, there's no I have no answers. Oh, That's yeah. just I what thought you had is. all the answers for us. No, today, no, no, <laughs> no one has those answers yet. It's interesting. Maybe I don't think we'll get them. It, you know, the I don't think we'll ever. Yeah. It's just there. I think that's what the answer is. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's just that's what it is. Because what I love there's, geeking out on is like, why do people bring up certain things in you? You know, it's like why you know you could feel like you're like, man, I'm so emotionally stable, and you'll get into a new relationship, and you're just like, oh fuck, you're all over the place, or you'll start doing business with somebody that you feel is one way or another and it brings up certain things in you. It's like, why do people just by them being them mm-hmm. bring up so much shit yeah. in us? I love like pondering that. Cause you know, it's like a couple of people I've been doing business with lately that it's just like, I've been very weary of them and wondering like, well, what is it? Yeah. In like them, what do I see? And this honestly is kind of the, the shadow sides of me is what I'm realizing. Well, a lot also, of yeah. also too, I'm a big believer in our, our, the, the power of our gut, the power uh-huh. of that feeling in our gut being the number one gift to humans to keep us safe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you possess the power to listen and act on what your gut tells you, whatever that gut feeling is called, conscious, yeah, con- consciousness really, it's it's got all the answers for you. For sure. Like how many times have you not listened to it and look back and go, shit, the thing told me. <laughs> Every that, time. It told me Every the time. right <laughs> thing to do. And I didn't do it, and now I'm here in this spot, and I should have did it because I wouldn't be in this spot now. It's 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 a if you listen to it every single I'm I believe that if you were able to listen and act on your gut feeling every single time, that's the that's the ultimate form of self mastery, and your life will go very smooth. You know, like animals. People trust animals' instincts. I don't know why they question the human instincts. You know, like, oh, the cat knows. I don't know. You know, like, yeah. Uh, have I told you about the plant wave? My friend Cho- Joe Patitucci made this thing. It's called the plant wave. And it, uh, you put these nodes on a plant, and it detects the, or it takes the biometrics that from the plant, which is, like, I guess, the fluctuation of the water in it, from what my understanding is. But it takes the data, and it turns it into MIDI, and then he has an app that turns it into synth. But he like oh, made it shit, up for this cool. like art installation where he had to hang out there for a month and 
apparently he he told me that he wasn't spiritual at all really that before that like he um but he had to hang out there for a month and he said every once in a while when a certain person would enter a room the music would change abruptly well he said every time he would be like hey uh the plants are really responding once you enter, enter the room like who are you? What are you all about? And he said it was always like a deep meditator or a Reiki healer. Or, and they're always like, mm-hmm, yeah, that makes sense. But like he may accidentally made this thing that detects whatever. There's like vibe in the room. What, what's? It's called the plant wave. This is amazing. Yeah, look it up, everyone. Because uh, you're basically like, yeah, you're picking up on someone's energetic field. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And turning it into music. Yeah, I meditate with it and like do ceremonies with it. Uh pretty insane you can like and then you can jam like because you can set uh he has it so you can set it for certain like scales now but i like jam with plants and if you jam with them they start like what playing with you it's pretty crazy i've i've noticed that before when you're playing music plants my my mom used to show me that when i was a kid when you would play certain music the plants would kind of lift up Mm. huh it's pretty amazing yeah i'll bring that over Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'll bring all my records over and we'll see which ones. Have, oh, like, that'd, be cool. that'd be fun to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think children are a very, uh, very susceptible to that type of thing too. I've, oh yeah. I've mm-hmm. noticed and they'll, they'll look you in the eye and they, they can, you can see it in them. I've noticed the way kids would treat me from 10 years ago until now, even they can, they can tell that I'm not there to cause any problems I'm not, I'm not coming from some problems or it's because all you have sure. is your intuition yeah, yeah. you don't have that long all the years of mm-hmm. these stories that we make from past patterns yeah. right so like to me my whole goal with any path or meditation is always just become more childlike yeah for sure in my nature right yeah. curious giving everyone a clean slate like that thing you meet somebody you're just excited to meet them as a kid mm-hmm. you don't know like Oh, judging by the way they look, they could be this way or that way because you don't have that story in your head yet. For sure, yeah. Like, and you're you're closer to the other realm. A lot of, a lot yeah. of, a lot of indigenous yeah. cultures, they'll like put the elderly close to dying with the newborns, and they like talk about mm. the other side because they're the closest to the other side. It's pretty interesting. Well, and I think that's when you're when you're talking about your intuition, your gut. The reason it's like, why don't we listen to it? We we become numb to listening to it because of like our logistical minds play such a huge part in us turning off our gut, right? Mm-hmm. Which when you can marry the two or work on marrying the two, that's where the beautiful marriage is because you have the gut feeling you can use your mind to actually be proactive mm-hmm. with it. Like the other day, I've just been so emotionally all over the place. There's just like so much shit happening in my life, like I guess like career-wise so fast and like trying to make the right decision. And I was like, man, I'm like not tr- trusting my gut. I'm like, what am I actually feeling? So I drove up to the mountains for sunset hiked until it was dark down like this huge trail on the PCT down to a creek, waited until it was dark and then just, and then hiked back up, climbing up the mountain, not using the trail, see if I can find my way back to the car. Just oh. to be like, can I still Ooh. trust my intuition? I like that. And of course I could. I found my way right back to the car. Nice. But like that yeah. thing of like quick gut check, do I still got it? You know, can I still fall, use my intuition <laughs> in a survival kind of way? Yeah, throw yourself, throw yeah. yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with not listening to our gut is is our ego getting in the way. I've how many times, how many people out there, including myself, have dated the wrong person, mm. or yeah. <laughs> or went or went with the wrong company mm-hmm. because well, this is I can make this work. <laughs> yeah. I can I can change this person. Like once this person is is with me, everything's going to be different. 
and your gut's going, no, <laughs> yeah. don't fucking do it. I feel you. And your e- ego's like, dude, you look good. <laughs> I'm cheating yeah. for you. <laughs> right? You look good. Don't you worry about a thing. And the and the the and, and the gut's just sitting there with its legs crossed like smoking a cigarette going, you idiot. Right, I'll see you in a couple of years yeah, when this all falls we'll apart. See you. We'll exactly. see you. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't, don't. Don't get mad when I say I told you so. Dude, I feel you. Yeah, that's real for sure. <laughs> oh, that gut. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, but the gut's always honest. And you mm-hmm. don't, you, the problem is it's like someone, it's like you're talking to that advisor that you have or that uh, person in your life that tells you shit how it really is. And you're like, you're like, fuck, all right, dude, I know, but, well, yeah, your butt doesn't make any sense. This is what's real. This is what's black and white. And, mm-hmm. and if you can pay attention to that and learn to just move the other shit over, you're going to find that sticking to what is essential is what's going to get you through life and is what's going to get you through life unscathed. And you're going to end up at the position where you want it to be. And your ego doesn't really want you to get there. Your your ego wants you to get there in some kind of a flashy, showy way, mm-hmm. instead of doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, I can I can build a business that might take me ten years, or I can start selling drugs on on the side. I can get there in two years. Yeah, yeah. You know, ego's like, dude, you see people do it all the time. Listen to all the hip hop songs, dude. You got this. You know. <laughs> But if you really start a real business and you start investing small and you start doing these other things that are going to pay off in the long run, that's your gut. Right. Well, it's like the age old thing of the get rich quick scheme. Yeah. That's like, you know, to me, it's always like the, the ideal of the American West was like the get rich quick scheme. You know, everyone yeah. flocking out here for the quick land, Trying the quick gold, gold yeah. you know, and it's mm-hmm. still exists everywhere but isn't it crazy like california was built on get rich quick oh yeah 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 <laughs> the whole <laughs> the hollywood there. oil all of it. All that's why of la it. still has that vibe yeah, it's been so it interesting still. being in austin spending more time in austin this year of like people just like doing art for art's sake mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to the art that's gonna like yeah you know, it's like yeah if you can make a great living off it awesome but i'm still want to create this and hollywood la my mentality growing up here was always like well, you gonna make a huge move with that? Yeah, you're gonna make yeah. a hit. I you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be the big, the next Leonardo DiCaprio if you're into acting. Like it's not just for the art's sake; it's for the, or you can get rich exactly yeah, from yeah. that the status. Yeah, yeah, status. The ego. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh that is king, especially out here in SoCal. You, you know, you you, oh, yeah. you you see that in actors though. You see someone like like da- Daniel Day Lewis. Who I feel does it for the art. Yeah, yeah. He, he's and just a cobbler now. He's yeah. Is he just makes shoes. That's yeah. Great. Like he in quit. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah he, he made that was his his last movie ever. Which I, one? The the one where he's the fashion de- designer. Uh, hasn't he only done like a handful he's of movies said, too? He's only ever done yeah. like ten movies. Yeah. Well, he takes so long to prepare for it because again, he, it's such a method actor. Mm-hmm. Like truest. That's man. that's the true essence yeah. of, for sure. of it of an actor and he started 25 years ago or 20 years ago or something, right? Longer than that. Probably. I'm, I'm not sure. But what, when was the, uh, the one where he played the kid with M- MS? That was really Man. good. Dude, so many, all of his roles are so different and like he becomes them. I like forget that they're him. Right. <laughs> the boxer. Dude. Gangs of New York. I mean, that's one of the best roles of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, Bill the butcher is 
yeah, my favorite character. character of all time, probably. <laughs> what was the, the, yeah. the, the choice? Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> What's the one in the name of thy father? The IRA one, like the the one that takes place in Northern Ireland, and then was it the boxer? No, no I haven't no, seen no. the boxer, but no, I'm not familiar with that one. And Last of Mohicans, Last of Mohicans too. What, what's yeah. the oil one? Oh, no country for old men. No, there will be blood. There will be blood. That one yeah, was yeah, like yeah. I remember that. That was like movie. disturbing. That one. Yeah, that <laughs> like one it was is so I love good. It. Oh my god, bastard man. in a basket, <laughs> dude. Drink your milkshake. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> oh, but then you now you have this whole you know era of influencer. Yeah. Mm. Working in Hollywood. You know, like you have someone and then there's doing spin-offs of shit, which I'm not knocking anyone's hustle, but it's the the age of, of the influencer is it's mostly ego. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't you're yeah. not you're getting famous not for like something that a lot of people that they're like a piece of art that they're talented in, they're getting famous for famous sake, which is its own art, I guess, now. Yeah, you know, like a getting, Kardashian or something. They're getting famous yeah, weird. for the views, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, like... For the views. Oh, that, man. That's the payment yeah. that they want. The well, eyes. The was, eyes. My, I was hearing my roommates get into, a, like, a discussion on, like, social rights issues and stuff, and, like, you know, one, one, my, one roommate's black, the other one's this white guy, they're both from Chicago, and then he was like, well, what, what are you doing about it to the white roommate? And he was like, well, I, you know, talk about these issues to my TikTok followers, and I have over 100,000. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. That's like, that's a thing. Like, you know, I'm like, well, who's to say that isn't doing your part? But, like, this is such a trip of, like, is that, you know, to me, I'm like, well, are you doing something in your community, or are you doing it? And it's like, I don't know where I feel about it. Maybe, you know, yeah. that has more outreach than... I feel you. Other like, things, so... I accidentally became an influencer, and I kind of have found motivation to do it again through, like, kind of sharing just that kind of side of things. Like, yeah. planting positive seeds has been my new motivation rather than, like, showing myself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can be the vehicle yeah, for exactly. that, those positive seeds then, I guess. Yeah, and it that. feels still feels weird. Yeah. I like try to I just don't really read any comments or anything. Like it's kinda yeah. hard. It's hard even if if it's positive and negative, like they both have like this weird effect on you. It's well, it's almost like we were saying yeah. earlier of like feeling this call from when you're taking a psychedelic or a plant medicine that's like this call of like you have something greater than yourself to mm-hmm. do and you're like, Well, I feel like Jesus and you're like the ego they can play in yeah. with that or something of like yeah I, I feel like a lot of people hear that and they're like fucking this guy no matter they'll like turn off after you say I feel like Jesus like this guy is fucking <laughs> an asshole he's this guy is an egotistical narcissist but yeah but, quite the opposite I feel like yeah in my in my case but maybe that's narcissistic <laughs> <laughs> well you all have to, but see to me narcissism isn't all bad or maybe sure. like you know by the classic definition of it but like like even. You know, Ram Dass would talk about like ego narcissism, whatever your name for it is in that view of like, you have to have an ego to get up and do, to skate. You have to have an ego exactly. to be like, I'm Ryan Reyes, I can do this ability. You gotta I can use get up it, and do right. this talk. You, um, you can like, you have to have an ego to go do business every day, to do this podcast. Like, yeah, there's a good ego involved. There's a good narcissism of realizing like, this is my role in the world. I just have to now fill it, which is also a great weight and responsibility mm-hmm. about. It's not the narcissism of like, do I look good? Do I look the part? Do I look this? It's just For like sure. the, I guess, a, a positive narcissism of those, like people view me in a certain way, and there's a weight that comes with that. But I have to acknowledge that yeah, as like, well. Lo- like using the shadow, not that it's fully a shadow. But you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta use all the tools. You can't just just focus on the light and the positivity. Yeah. you know, and yeah, egos ego has a bad rap lately. Yeah, yeah, 
Like everyone's like, <laughs> I got rid of my ego. It's like, I don't know if that's really going to benefit you. And you probably didn't because look who's noticing that your ego's gone. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> there's ego in saying yeah. that your ego's gone. Yeah. So. That's the most egotistical <laughs> thing I've heard in a while. I think, I think a lot of it comes back to intention. Mm-hmm. What's your intention behind what, what you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how's your, what's the, are you, are you being authentic? You know, and, and if you're, if you're not being authentic, how long is it going to last? Where, where are True. you, where are you heading in, in your, in your ship that's got patched up holes in it? Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. That's like the skateboard friends that I have that are still full. They're like, we're like in our early thirties now and they're still like just doing the same thing, like trying to like film parts that everyone's going to like and do the right tricks and wear the right clothes. I can just see in their eyes that are just like slowly getting more. They're like just lost in a, for the lack of a better term. And just like, they're like, I'm just not feeling good lately. And it's like, I've got a lot of anxiety, depression. And like, like, yeah, man, maybe it's cause you're just, you're just steering with the ego. You're just only mm. this social benefits, just like financial benefits. Just like there's others. You got to do things for pure intentions for yourself. Take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because to me, it's like for for my band and I, we've been having to make a lot of decisions lately, like for a career. And it always comes back to the like, it's like, what's you know, we wrote we write out vision boards Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's our goal? It's like, well, we want to be like all the rock bands that we we love that are like God's us, Chili Peppers, Stones. It's like, well, what was their thing was longevity. Mm -hmm. So like, no matter what bullshit's like going on the next couple years, even it's just like, will history tell? Like, will you still be around? Or will you still be living off of like that one hit or that one thing that you're just still milking? And it's like, well, that's not my intention because I, w- I would go absolutely insane if it was just like you have to get up and do the monkey show of just doing the thing everyone knows you for as opposed to like even if like, – because I look at Neil Young as such a wonderful example of like in the mid-70s he just like dropped off yeah. the face of the earth and went into his like obscure phase until About the 90s. Far. Yeah, yeah, he's like made weird music. Then, like you know, everyone he got sued by the record label by being like, "What the hell are you doing?" But it, it's like time told that it was just like he's one of the greatest artists of all time because his thing was still about art, so therefore it was about longevity. That's kind of a thing that is misunderstood in like this at this day and age. I feel like all the people that everyone's idolizing, they're trying to mimic them, but they're not realizing that if you to become that kind of thing, you got to just be authentically a unique person. Yeah. You're chasing. You got to follow your path. You can't try and like emulate these things too much. Like if you wanted, like if you just became, you could accidentally become like a chili peppers cover band, but you're never going to be the chili peppers. You got to be your, you got to find your own sock on your weenie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's the quote for it right there. (laughs) 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 Got to find your own sock on your weenie, man. You're you're so right. Cause I mean, look at what we're, chasing fads will just make you go insane because mm-hmm. the reason is again right it's like i had to look at that when it came to music it's like do i want to be the guy that like even like plays for the chili peppers for instance or do i want to be that and it's like mm-hmm. i want to be that and you do that through being unique and just following your own path instead of chasing trends otherwise you end up you know i'm just you know record labels is always what comes to mind of like you know coldplay makes it big so they're gonna sign 10 bands that sound like coldplay yeah but yeah. the next band that's it they're already missing because exactly. they're there's a whole new sound already happening and they're missing the point because yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to chase something that already happened i feel like hip-hop is like that right now oh yeah it's, in it's a, terrible there's some good shit there's good like, shit but i mean there's the, a lot oh, of everything sounds oh, the no same. there's some really <laughs> good stuff for sure but like 
the overall like bubble of hip hop right now, mm-hmm. it, I, I can't tell the difference. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds most most of it sounds very much the same. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's weird. Right. There's a couple guys, you know, at the top. Yeah, and shining, and then yeah. everyone's like riding the coattails. Like, yeah, I, I oh, can for do sure. something like this. It's yeah. the same. I'm beats. gonna sound like the, deba- it's the, the baby same, or whatever. You know, it's like, the same like voice uh, d- distorter, d- dis- distortion, whatever they they use. The auto tune thing. The auto tune thing, and it's the same. Yeah. It's like the same oh, cadence. Yeah. It's like we, it's we made fun of it's the same yeah. cadence. One person like made that hit, and then it's like <laughs> everyone just following the same cadence. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, every like, like four whoa. years, there's a new like wave of like. Something of that sort in the at least right now in the hip hop community because they're hip hop's king at the moment. It's the yeah. king. They're, yeah, they're, they're the only ones selling out stadiums, oh, right? Country, country too. Yeah, it was just yeah. in Nashville. I had no idea about the money, and I had an uh, I had an idea right about the money in country. But when I went to Nashville, I was like, oh shit, that oh, is man. like money, really? Like because those people, you know, it's like. We, I think we forget too because we're in a bubble in LA, but it's like yeah, yeah. a lot of America still buys records. For sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. so countries still selling records on top of packing stadiums. Like, mm. those guys. And again, I can't listen to modern country. I love Willie, that whole old style. And so there's some people, right? Like Eric Church and stuff, they're like doing some good shit, but like modern country is the same, like following. Literally, I've seen it in sessions there. They follow a formula. It's yeah. literally a factory in Nashville. They turn it out like that, and they're good at it. They make a lot of money, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. a formula Dude, to a T. Have you heard the Bo Burnham country song stand up? Where it's no, it's it's just it's about pandering, but it's like all about the formula. It's like cold beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I have like heard that. Like, oh, I heard that <laughs> yeah. the other day. It was I, I was predicting what he was going to say, and yeah. I never heard the song before. Yeah, you it's, can do that though with pop. Even modern rock nowadays to me is just junk. Because mm-hmm. it's just so generic, like the tones, yeah. Rock's the formula. Lost the, what's lost like, the fun and what's the authenticity? Modern, what's modern rock? Right exactly. Now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can, 21 Pilots? If it's not even like rock. I don't know what, it's yeah, like, I don't even know what rock is. I, I just got XM again so I could like listen, because I hate having to choose what I'm going to listen to when I'm in the car, like such privileged like problems, right? But like, <laughs> you know, so I was listening to like the rock station. I'm just like, this is terrible. Because like indie stuff, I love. I recently listen to indie stuff because it's still unique. There's a lot of yeah. cool shit coming up. But when it's like rock and roll mm-hmm. and like that, I can tell the next word they're going to say and yeah. they do not mean it. They're trying to be like blues singers is, could sing the blues because they actually lived that shit. For sure, yeah, yeah. Hip hop people, you know, like early hip hop actually lived that shit. Yeah. Even modern hip hop. That's why it's still like relevant. But it's like a lot of the modern rock, you're like, you're ripping off old blues lyrics. For you real, You grew yeah. up in the suburbs you didn't have like a dime in your pocket, like walking on a dirt road with your thumb out. Like I know you probably, maybe you did, but I'm not feeling it. If you did, it's just like generic lyrics and generic chords, generic tones. It's like, everyone's trying to sound like what already came. instead yeah. of trying to pioneer something new. That's why I feel like the psych rock scene, that's where I like to listen to. Oh, yeah. That's like, what, that's what I thought. It's got back, authenticity. Yeah. I thought yeah. around 2012 to 2014, the psych rock thing was going to be a lot bigger. It's, like, dude, like, it's big, but it's just the internet, I think, small keeps world. it in its own subculture like, in a way. Like the first two Tame Impala albums, mm-hmm. Black Angels. King Gizzard, Black Angels. Fucking White, yeah. White Fence, like all those bands that, yeah, that were yeah. coming out. Wooden I ships, was su- like, Yeah, Wooden Ships, totally. It was psyched on all those guys. But maybe I'm just not following it. I think that's the thing about the internet is that like so you can be the most famous band in the world, but I could have never heard of you, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But like I've, I just went, I mean, before p- the pandemic, I went to Desert Days. Which is yeah. full psych rock fest, yep. but it was like so fucking big, and I was surprised. Like, damn, oh, this yeah. many people are into this. I feel like I'm alone all the time. Well, just like no one listens to this, but 
I feel like those kind of events bring everyone together. It might not be that big, but the King Gizzard sold out the Red Rocks like three nights in a row. That's rad, which is uh, insane. Yeah, a, but uh, so there is a big market, but I feel like that's where the maybe the psychedelics are helping them be more authentic, and that's where the real rock is still well, blossoming a little bit. I hope yeah. it, I hope it gets bigger. It'd be cool if it was on the radio. It's funny because it yeah. is its own. Little, I used to play a lot of those desert parties before, like when Desert Days was small, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it is like its own scene, right? Because everyone there'd be people who dress like straight out '68, you yeah, know, kind yeah. of thing, Riding and choppers and shit. You know, like, and yeah, it's just, like yeah. its own like total scene that. The only thing that would bum me out about some of those bands is like, oh, you're just trying to do what or the, like 13th floor elevators and stuff have already done. Dude, that's a, that's a problem in this. Uh, yeah, it's a problem. Now in there's the others like King sure. Gizzard where it's like that shit. They're just, just doing the weird. They're doing their own thing. They have like a Metallica album now. <laughs> they have like a fucking like Poppy album. They, they it's cool. Yeah. That, that band's in particular is top notch. Yeah, I need to check them out. I've never heard of them. King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard, the best name ever. Yeah, I always <laughs> flip those. I always say the lizard, the lizard wizard. The wizard lizard, lizard wizard. It is lizard. What did I say? Wizard lizard. <laughs> lizard wizard. I was afraid, I, every time I say it, I flip it. <laughs> My dyslexia comes into play. When I, <laughs> yeah, because around that time, man, it was. I mean, I was super into all the psych rock. Mm-hmm. I was we're, like, we're going Whoa. out to the desert lot, eating the, mushrooms. Yeah, I was going was to Baja great. a lot. I mean, I've I've played the first two Tame Impala albums a million times. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that was like, I was like, whoa, this is like rocks coming back. This yeah. is insane. And then Tame Impala did their like radio shit. Well, here's yeah, they did. It did kind of get like, got, right, this is the same record. I don't like their last yeah. like, two albums at all. Yeah. No like, offense, Tame Impala. Well, hopefully, because there's a couple good, good <laughs> songs, but so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kevin Parker. I like the first two. But I, I mean, know. there's a thing, yeah. and yeah. whether it's the record label or it's them, it's like you find a formula that works. Exactly. It's like, who's it like, you start feeling some pressure of like, well, this works, so why not do it again? Kind of thing. And I kind of feel like he's the kind of guy that would come back and do do that again. Yeah, you know? but who knows? Who knows, but, man? You knows. know, when you think about it, when's like the last like larger than life rock band that you can think about? Like stadiums, like like Zeppelin, Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails, like that. I don't know if Guns there has been Roses. since like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Probably, probably Guns and Roses, Metallica. Well, I, mean, like, I mean, '90s to me. '90. There's a lot of '90s bands that are like I mean, huge. You know, like Tool, Chili Peppers, Nine yeah. Inch Nails. Probably but, grunge, maybe. Well, still, but like since the 2000s, that are like stadium larger than life. Limp Biscuit, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. They captivated the world. They did it all for the Mickey. They did, and it was all for the Mickey. And it ended there. (laughs) Respect, Fred. (laughs) I think he's he's actually doing something cool now. I read about him. He's been popping up. Yeah, I love Limp Bizkit when I was a kid. Me too. I loved them. I don't know who is the last big band. That's a hard question. A lot of cool bands. I'm not knocking that. I'm just like that level of like like God, God, rock God since the since since the 2000s, right? Yeah. I, I have a hard yeah. time thinking of anyone. Dude, I can't even think of anyone. That's crazy. That's a good question. I'm going to think about this for a while. Yeah, but it's like, that's why I'm, maybe it was like, you know, like pop has always been kind of big, you know, but like country and hip hop took that reign of like rock star. Yeah, rock yeah, God yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Hip hop for sure. Yeah. I like, I saw, I heard something online where someone was like, the big reason why rock started to die because it's just not fun anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. rock and roll, like the, People that are like bigger, like it's just like a, it's a little, it's not, you gotta be crazy and you gotta it's be silly nerdy you gotta be or fun. something. Yeah, yeah, you're just getting too serious. And 
There's no, like, Led Zeppelin with their own private plane, you know, or Guns N' Roses stories or something. (laughs) Well, I think that electronic music took a lot of that. Oh, Oh, yeah, true. That's where the, yeah, yeah, that's... Electronic music, like the EDC, and, like, even the the, the festivals that, that we go to, I mean, the... Even like a like mm-hmm. a cool dirt, dirty bird camp out or something. Yeah, I love like, dirty bird. Or like desert hearts and these smaller groups, and then you have the e- EDC where these guys went to Vegas and are getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, you know, Skrillex was he was got popular in an emo band. Yeah, like when I was in high school, I listened to from first to last, which is his old emo band. Oh, really? Oh, cool. But, yeah, but <laughs> and then he be, he actually skates too, but. Then he became, I was like, that is the singer from first to last, I'm pretty sure. And he's just like fucking like a EDM god. Yeah. Like he changed big. he changed music for a second, like with the dubstep vibes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He 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 kind of did he did the spin off of what Rusko and and, yeah. and Scream and Casper and those guys started with the U- UK dub and then he then Skrillex kind of came out and did the the American version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you hear it in pop music yeah, and country yeah. music. And it's like this is shit that's all been happening since the nineties. Yeah. And you can hear it, but it's just now it's like took that long to come out of the underground to For real. now. It killed the rave scene when it got into pop music. Now oh, yeah. now just festivals are raves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you well yeah. now you you can have a huge rave right in the middle of Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back in the day, yeah, yeah. you had to drive yeah. down a dirt road for yeah. like or a warehouse downtown, two LA hours or, or Pharaoh's Lost Kingdom in San Bernardino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> find, find the balloons yeah. two miles outside of this yeah, this right. exit. I still love, that's why I love I still go play parties like that where it's just like way out in the middle of nowhere and then you're like, is this it? And then you'll see some weird ass funky thing. You're like, okay, then we must yeah. be on the right track. That <laughs> wouldn't just be out here for no yeah. reason. I'm glad I got to experience that. Yeah. It's a beautiful time. 